Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Rachel Young, a true crime goddess, Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. Not even 30 minutes before we started doing this, um, I had kind of an oh shit moment. So I'm in the kitchen getting ready and somebody like knocks really loud on the glass door, like cop knock on the door. Um, and uh, cop knock. Tom's in the man room and it was a cop knock and you'll find out why in a minute. So I go to the door and there's this old man in a bulletproof vest nice. standing there with an envelope and on the vest, it's stitched on their service process. Like he, so he's there to serve somebody. Right. And so I was like, Tom answered the door. Abby's going crazy. So we both go out on the porch and he's like, Hey, do you know who lives next door? And I was like, you couldn't have led Serious. with that. Like <laughs> held a sign up that says not here for you. Like process server. And I was like, and my first thought was, how fucking dare Tom have me served while he's home? I will kill him. <laughs> Wait, can we go back a minute? Did you say Tom was in the man room? Yes. Like a man yeah. room. Like a man What cave. is in the man room? What is in the man room? Two gigantic televisions. Two. Every gaming. Oh, yeah. Two 60 inch TVs. Every gaming console known to man, as well as some handheld things, tons of sports memorabilia, games, baseball cards, you name it. It's a video game sports oh, mecca. Oh, man. Adam would probably really like to yeah. hang out with Tom in that man room. Yep. He's even got a futon in there, so he and a buddy or two can sit in there and That's play. Funny. And So, like, he hilarious. watches TV he, on he one and he games on the other? He'll A lot of times what he'll do is he has, he'll game on one, watch sports on another, have his laptop open and play a game or watch sports or something on there, and have his phone and be doing stuff on That's there. That's hysterical. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot of brain power. That well, is a lot of extra stimuli when i watch tv i usually i'll have i have two stations programmed so that when there's commercials on one i can switch to the other in the morning Mm -hmm. and then i have my phone nearby i'm usually looking at facebook or something on there but i've also got my book because if the commercials are timed to go at the same time on both of my program stations, I put the earbuds in my ears and listen to my book. And you're asking me, why in the world can't I stand commercials? Because you hear them all day at work and you record them for work? Because you're on them? That's one good reason. <laughs> but the other good reason... I don't buy any of the other good reason is the earworm. And I have to say <laughs> that all week, the earworm that I had wasn't from commercials. So Keith, it was all Keith's fault <laughs> all fucking week long. I woke You're up welcome. singing that song. I'm pissed that on my TikTok for you page that has that video is not populated I'm pissed for you because I'm on TikTok way too much. I'm upset it's, for you. It's never come up on mine it. either, but I'm also on Marvel and One Direction TikTok right now, and mm-hmm. I can't get off it. And I'm not mad about it, but I have not seen the the, the burning nut burning nut sect. What are they? The whatever it is video. 
Yeah. So Rachel, did you read that Behind Her Eyes by Sarah Pinborough? I did, and it pissed me the fuck off. That's what everybody's saying. How did y'all not know it was going to be weird? They're like walking in dreams and shit. At the very end of it, oh, like, come on. I thought it was funny. I feel like everyone's read it. I hated it. I'm not. Well, I loved it up until the end. I fucking. That's what show. That's what both the Shona's. Oh, they were so mad. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't it the? Wasn't it Shona L that was? hollering about Shona L was really oh, mad she was hot I don't remember she's like you can't throw supernatural crap into a book in the last Thank 20 you. pages <laughs> I hate it when they do that. that they just throw so something cool. that's just out of the freaking blue and you're like seriously this hasn't been in any of the book and this is the twist you're gonna put at the end yeah, yeah. that pisses I've read books like that and it just pisses me off yeah I just laughed and laughed I thought it was hysterical Although I guess I knew because y'all were complaining about it. So I kind of knew something really crazy was going to happen. <laughs> um, do we need but to? Yeah, what happened? I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> do we need to check in on all of our Marvel loving fans? Like, is everyone handling this week's Winter Soldier uh, okay? Is it... Some of us Winter Soldier? It. What? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Did come... it just come out? Well, episode four came out and it was brutal. There was violence of the. Ugh. But it's like I don't want to spoil it for anybody that our listeners that haven't watched it. We're not. We're, we're not going to. Yeah, talk. Megan. It's TV, dude. If it was on HBO, it's technically I could watch it. comic book related. Therefore, it's still oh, reading. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, the Winter Soldier's hot. So Bucky Barnes is hot. That is valid. Isn't he just a cutie? Yeah. And he's, he's not like the, he's not like your your obvious pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like one of those ones that you're just Bucky? like. Is this his name? His name is Bucky. Well. well you got to remember they were they were born like in the fifties. No, so. they were born in like the thirties. The thirties, yeah. So twenties, like during World War. But I think Bucky it might have been the twenties because he it was, was like in World, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in World War One. But I think Bucky is his World War One. No, oh, World War Two because they fought the Nazis. Christ, could we please change yeah. the channel? <laughs> the Nazis were in both World War One and World War Two. That's valid, but this was yeah. But I think Bucky was his nickname. I but don't if, think it was his. Yeah, it would have been the thirties. Yeah, that could have that could be right. Because he says something about he has been a while since I watched Captain America. Because Bucky has said someone says like, oh, you need to read The Hobbit, and he's like, I have an original copy from like 1930, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just cut all this out. Yeah, I will. <laughs> That's what I thought about after I after I was being rude. I'm like, I don't need to be rude. I have the razor blade. She has control of our lives, so, hey. of our podcasting lives. Right? Somebody else. Martha is the dictator of podcasting. She is. Somebody on yes. TikTok was she, like, do we need to check on our Taylor Swift and Marshall? Hitler of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? I totally didn't hear that because I was hearing two things. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. You probably should get that out too. <laughs> Am I going to go back and go, you bitch. Mm-hmm. After the fact. Maybe. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. didn't hear it. I yeah. had two competing yammers <laughs> coming from either side of me. Somebody pointed out that like yesterday was a bad day for like Taylor Swift Marvel fans because they got like to re-experience the re- like go back to like 2008 version of themselves and like have the angry breakup songs and then they turned that off and turned on Winter Soldier and they were just like punched in the face by Winter Soldier. It's a little like a boomer when we talk this way. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Mm. blame the mm. pandemic i was not all in on marvel until i had a year to binge yeah. watch 25 i watched movies. all yeah, i watched all of them yeah i never watched them until the pandemic mm. and disney plus so then i was like shut up they're already here okay. watched all of them and then uh canceled disney plus 
It's like, that's all I wanted. You're missing out. You got all kinds of stuff. Nah. I signed up for a book box this week. Mm. Ooh, awesome. Which I, book box? Um, I knew you were going to ask me that the minute I said it. It's like <laughs> Crate Box or something. And you were like, like I'm not prepared. I went to Crate Joy, which has like all of the options mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you so told many. me Crate Joy. I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I'm like, is this is this more toys? I was, uh, or no, I was Crate Joy. More toys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I'm Would not be surprised. I'm sure they have that. I'm just telling you guys, I will never need another toy again as long as I live. Oh. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's why she's smiling today. Right? It is, happy. Du- it is the weirdest <laughs> sounding thing, though. It sounds like a duck. Hi, Abby. Yeah, I I took a video of it because I knew that <laughs> of it was, the toy of the toy, not Just in the toy, not in, not use. in use, not right in right after use. it came out of the box, so that there would be no ambiguity on where it had been. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> we are not putting that on YouTube. No, we are not. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. You're confusing laughs> next on the sex toy podcast. Listen, but see, this we'll is why discuss. this is why I always have a problem. When it was in the box, it looked like it was. It's more like am an L and less person, like a U. Am I the only person that didn't realize that when you go to Crate Joy and you look up book box, there are 10 pages of different book yeah, boxes? Yeah, they have a ton. That's, cra- that's, that's amazingly, like L, awesomely crazy. Listen, because this is why I I she bought was- I bought a toy one time that had like the bunny ears, you know, that are supposed oh, to be. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, those. And I could never Sex fucking... Sex the city, baby. I could never figure out how to use it because when i used it like the bunny ears were in the wrong spot either in the wrong spot or so (laughs) vibrating so fucking hard that it was just making everything numb how's that supposed to be well this one has it has different speeds even spit take how about them book boxes i'm trying to find (laughs) i'm trying to find oh no megan we're talking sex listen i just needed some technical (laughs) advice (laughs) on i'm not gonna drop 50 bucks on this fucking toy (laughs) if uh i just want to tell you if i'm gonna get it and go how the hell am i gonna use this you'll never need another toy again as long as you live um i mean i'm never gonna have a man so i might as well have some good toys that toy i'm telling you that's right uh the name of this book box that i got is just books box and it gives you the option of what genre you want. And it's just books. That's it. It doesn't have stickers and candles and Damn whatnot. It. Now, there are so many That's options. That's the best part of a book box. See, I have issues about smell. And all the ones yeah, that looked interesting to me had bath bombs and and smelly candles and all the good shit i i can't do with it i can't oh they're the ones with the badass boxes that i see the ads for all the time crate Crate joy Joy. crate joy yeah yeah but they have like all the cool boxes i've seen their. there's a bunch of cool stuff on there they have one called ya page turners that are totally fire yeah yeah there's some really cool stuff on there so i i picked the one that was the most boring for myself because I want some new science fiction reads. And I thought, well, that'd be the perfect way for me to do it. I want new and interesting science fiction books. So that's what I signed up for. I like it. Awesome. Oh, they cool. Spearcraft. That one I get all the time, that Spearcraft yeah. is on it's there. It's on there too. Yeah. yeah. All, Dude, all the book boxes Everything is on there. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's oh. very cool. We're oh. giving them some free advertising because why not oh my god you weren't kidding there are literally 10 pages i just scrolled to the I, bottom I, and i'm on one you. of 10 every every this subscription is, box you can think of is on there this is if dangerous. you want to see all the different boxes they have 
go to our website and there'll be an affiliate link. Yay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We need to be friends with them. Yes. Oh, pretty, yeah. It's like you have to find all of your, sometimes you don't know your friends with people until you meet them. And we, we didn't realize how friends, how much friends we were with Create Joy until we went there and checked out all the and cool now stuff on there. I'm gonna I was like, oh my gosh, I could get this one from this person and this one for this person. Oh, Rachel, your reveal book box is in here. I do like that. I like that book box. I get the six book option every month. Most of them are from, they're like indie books. So you don't find them uh, as many places and they're all signed. Oh. By, hand signed by the author. So, and I usually get, you can tailor the books that you like, like specific genres of romance that you like. So it's usually stuff that you'll like. And the other thing too, I know I have a box going of stuff I'm putting together for Keith. Cause I just, once yeah. I them, I'll send them off like but yeah reveal romance is good willow winters is good and book of the month is good for me I like but. um I just found one that's called chocolate in a book where yeah. has this and been my whole co- life there's a coffee in a book there's one a coffee too. one too yeah uh, oh, this, one one comes from, this one comes from England so it's probably expensive yes that that's the thing is you got to check to see what the shipping is because it's 14 because pounds so that or four yeah so 14. there was one box in there i wanted so much but it's from ireland and the shipping was just too much i can't do it Ooh. sad <laughs> so you know what i did this week what'd you do found a new place to live <laughs> yeah and let me tell you how cutthroat it is <laughs> trying to find she's, a place she's got I, the hooker heels out again oh my guys. god i'm you telling have you have to get on your knees to find this place well no because luckily the uh the the little couple that i'm running from who are awesome are also gay so they don't really care about that but um no. <laughs> i met with them and i actually was 30 minutes early to look at this this um house that i was going to look at because i was coming straight from another house and i didn't want to go home first and I sat and talked to them for like 30 minutes and they liked me. So they picked me before anybody else looked at the house. And they had like 14 other people look at the house. And a couple of people tried to outbid me <gasps> after they told he told them that it was already rented. Wow. Somebody tried to give them more money for security deposit. And somebody tried to give them more money a month for rent. Holy crap. If the, if they Did anybody would drop... give them a basket of muffins? I'm telling you. they. <laughs> I think we need to give get them a basket together of some I know cool something. Stuff. It was insane. But yeah, they... I'm so, I'm so pleased they picked you. And do you want to know why they picked me? Because of your dog. Because we bonded over the way that we spoil both of our, our dogs. Because they have a German Shepherd that's a rescue. And we started showing each other pictures. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, this is her favorite thing to do. Because I was trying to, you know, say that she's not going to destroy stuff. And I'm showing them pictures of her like sleeping, like tucked into a blanket and stuff. And so then they start showing pictures of their dog. And it was, yep. She didn't even need the hooker heels we went and got for her. Just needed Echo. Just, just needed the dog bone. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Didn't need the heels. I needed the bone. <laughs> she don't eat meat. She sure likes the bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No, so, a, it's a song. I know it's a song that was just cute that it came up at that particular time. <laughs> but I have somewhere to live now. Yay! Yay! Hooray! That has a yard. Yay! 
Yay! Are there any hot neighbors? We don't know yet. It's it's a mystery. I haven't met all my neighbors yet. We have a whole new (sighs) podcast future surrounding either the love-hate relationship Vonnie is about to have with all of her neighbors. Yep. We'll have to see how that goes. Well, I can stop hating my neighbor because she finally fucking put batteries on her smoke detector that she's left on her front porch for three fucking weeks. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) She didn't want to hear it beeping in her house. So that bitch put it on the front porch and let it beep for a month. No way. <laughs> yes. Why have you not said anything? Because about I was this? blocking it out because it made me so mad. <laughs> we should have called the fire company and they could have sent some guys. So over. I'm, I was like, this is ridiculous. So I that would be a good excuse to our, have the fireman at your house. Right. <laughs> I texted our HOA and I was like, I don't want to be that neighbor, but can you please fucking deal with this? <laughs> I might have taken a hammer to it. Myself. She has a ring doorbell or I would have. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to get all ninja'd up. I also thought about like a shepherd's hook and just being like, ring! And like, yanking. <laughs> <laughs> On her ring doorbell, all you see is like this, this hook going and... <laughs> yeah. I could have come out of my, like snuck out of my... She couldn't be the porch ninja. <laughs> so many times when the trash men were coming i was like how fast can i shepherds hook that shit off the porch without activating the ring doorbell just put it in the trash i I think we should have our own little jingle for porch ninja (laughs) it's not megan it's porch ninja (laughs) but i was out front testing my sprinklers and i was like what is that no there it stopped also, oh. like there was no beeping, and I looked around, and I was like, "She finally took the smoke detectors in." That's crazy. I hear birds chirping. I again. have never it's heard of something like that ever. Uh, I've never yeah. heard of that. Somebody who would actually be so lazy. I mean, how lazy? I'll do it. It would have taken the same amount of effort for her to take that down and put it on the porch than just to change the battery. She orders everything to be delivered. So like you literally you have to go delivered. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So for three weeks, I couldn't even put my like stuff on my front, like my cushions on my couches. Cause I was like, I can't sit out there and hear beep, beep, beep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like something's backing up yeah. all the time. We all know what the uh, the cause for homicide, uh, homicidal rage will be. <laughs> Smoke detector. <laughs> Click. Yeah, like you don't want to hear it beep in your house, so you decide the whole fucking neighborhood needs to hear it beep. That's so totally something I would do. <laughs> if they were you, I would like throw them at your head and be like, fix it! <laughs> I mean, I would feel bad for my neighbors, I think, and then I would stop, but I would be lazy enough to do that. Well, that's The people good. across the street were the weirdest. Yeah. I don't know, did I ever tell the story about the guy who buried the deer in their backyard? I've never heard this story. Okay, this is a great story. This whole neighborhood is a fairly upper class neighborhood, mostly retired people. When the market went to shit back in 2008 or whatever it was, there were a few houses that were for rent. The one directly across the street from us was for rent. Well, the people that moved in there were really interesting. And I'm not a snob at all, but these people were the type of people that just occasionally would pull their pickup into the front yard and just park it there randomly for no reason. They would Mm. drive across the lawn and park their pickup in the front yard. They have a big driveway. Why would they Exactly. It made no sense whatsoever. So anyway, they decided to go hunting. 
which was fine, you know, because people do hunt. Well, what they did is they took the deer carcass and they waited until it got dark so that people wouldn't know what they were doing and they buried it in their backyard. What? This is a really so many questions. You guys, this is a really upscale neighborhood. Okay, now that's not even the weirdest part. This is like town. You can't bury a carcass in town. This is not even the weirdest part. So then they move out. Okay. Oh no. They move out, and probably about, I would say it was a good six months after they moved out. Here comes that kid, and he knocks on the door, and he says. Would you guys mind very much if I dug that up? Because <gasps> there's a by now the skin ought to be gone, and I really want the skull. <laughs> seriously, that seriously happened right across the street from me. What? That, that's a lot of but why to would go you to. go you deer to a swap meet? But why would skull. you go deer hunting? Not utilize the dead deer and then just bury it in the backyard. Well, I think they. I just I like think to they took the meat off and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was but, just I mean, the, left, the yeah, it was just the carcass, but but he wanted the skull, so he came to a stranger's house, who had purchased in the a house, shovel. not renting, and wanted to the house. dig up their backyard. And wanted to dig up their backyard. No, did no. they? Did you? Did the people who bought the house know that there was a carcass in the backyard? They know about it now. <laughs> No, Could you imagine no, buying a house no and then some, and then finding out that there was like dead things buried in your I backyard? I mean, at least it was just a deer just and glad, not a serial yeah. killer. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't. Yeah, but you know human. what? Ask Rachel. Now they've got a perfect place to hide a body under that deer, That's and right. then the police will never find it. Oh. You, you know, I saw a really interesting idea for a burial of <laughs> dead people. Um, that if you're going to commit murder, then you should plant. On top of the buried body, uh, endangered plants because yep. then they can't dig up the endangered plants to dig up the body. <laughs> yep, and you got to make sure you got a dead dog in there, or a dead something some kind else, of, something dead. else dead, yeah. so that they'll. And mix, I was mix like, those bones up. And yep. then I was like, someone had way too much time to think that out. They're like, what can I plant over? The- oh, you know what? This endangered, endangered plants. plants. <laughs> yeah, but they can safely rem- like move the plant, or they can just dig a different part and tunnel to the body. That's very true. Why do you have to have logic, Rachel? Yeah. Well, listen, if I'm planning the perfect murder, I need to plan every. <laughs> you have to know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for anybody who's ever played Dig Dug, you know that shit's <gasps> real. <laughs> mm. Yes. You can tunnel into anything. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I have no idea what Yeah, Rachel wrote a that? book about a dude that tunnel tunneled all over under his house, right? Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That guy. I just have to point out that I literally heard Martha from the minute I left my house to the minute she walked in her kitchen <laughs> because I had the radio on Megan, today. you're such a freaking stalker. I know. Oh, please. Stop telling me to buy shit. <laughs> Go to Homeland. She's telling you that she's stalking you, and we just her how to murder you and not get yeah. caught. I don't want Cara Cara oranges, Martha, okay? I don't care how many times you tell me they're on sale this but week. they're on sale, Megan. <laughs> Do you have any no. murder in your book this week, Vonnie? Well, I mean, a lot of people die. It's not uh, not really murder Of course murder-y. they do. Darn it. Because why would I not read something that a lot of people don't die? <laughs> That's true. You are sort of the queen of war. Well, this is both war and pandemic. Oh, no. Oh, good. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> so the book I read this week is called As Bright as Heaven by Susan Meisner. And I had mixed feelings about this book. I don't think that I would give it a five. 
but I did like the book. It just, it was written to be an emotional book, if that makes sense. And there were parts of it that got a little too, it tried a little too sappy. hard to be. Yeah, it got a little too sappy, even for me, when I'm reading a book, because, you know, book is the only time that I like sappiness. And this got a little too much in parts. But it is set in uh, 1918 in Pennsylvania. You're welcome, Keith. (laughs) And it is about a family who had not very long ago had the youngest member of their family die of a heart condition. Um, The little boy, his name was Henry, I believe. He was pretty young. I'm trying to remember if he was a toddler or still a baby, but no older than too. And um, I can't remember if that's the reason or there's another reason they decide to move to Philadelphia to help out the dad's brother who runs a morgue. So this is uh, 1918. So the Great War is going on, is happening. They're sending people over to war. I can't remember exactly in World War One when the United States joined what year it was. Mm, I have to Google that one. I don't remember off the top of my head. It wasn't very long that they started the draft after they moved to Philadelphia. And so they move. They're the new kids in town. I'm sorry. I should have mentioned before there's three daughters. <clears throat> sorry. Um, Evelyn, Maggie, and Willa. And this story is told kind of from the point of the mom, Pauline, and Evelyn, Maggie, and Willa's point of view. Not very long after they go and move to Philadelphia they're new, in a new city. Their children who live at a mortuary, <laughs> the Spanish flu hits. Oh. Dang yum. So, yeah. Good and luck with that. Mm-hmm, and in Philadelphia, they had this big parade, and it was like a, a super spreader event, <laughs> and everybody came down with it. They had like 12,000 people die in Philadelphia from the Spanish flu. Holy crap. It was one of the hardest. That's why you need to wear your mask. Yep. Yeah, it's one of the hardest. It was one of the hardest hit places in the United States, I believe is what they said. So obviously, being that they work at a mortuary, they're overwhelmed with bodies and everything. And then at the same time, the dad gets drafted to go to the army. Oh, shit. Yeah. So then the kids have to take over. So Ooh. it's it's the mom and the kids who take over. So they're trying and um and the brother. The brother's too old for the draft, so he's he's still there. The dad's brother. Right, the dad's brother. Okay. I, I want to say his name is Fred, but I can't remember for sure. And the mom is also trying to help a lot of the poor who are sick, who can't afford to go to like doctors and stuff. And is taking food and medicine to some of the poorer neighborhoods. And one of the one of the younger daughters, the middle daughter, actually, Maggie, goes with her. And while the mom is helping another fan, another woman who's sick, she goes into this other apartment and the mom is dead. And there's a baby in the crib crying. So she takes the baby away from the house thinking you know the the mom's dead this baby's gonna be an orphan there's gonna be nobody to take care of her i mean she's only like 11 doesn't check the house to make sure that nobody else is there or anything (laughs) else and takes the baby and then she doesn't want to give the baby back because the baby reminds of her of her little brother who died so she tells her mom that she doesn't remember what apartment that she took the baby out of oh man 
So this kind of, you know, starts off like a kind of a chain of events that happen not only with the baby, but some other stuff that happens from this one event. Mm. And it just goes on from there. Mm. And I mean, it was a good book. It really was a good book. It opened my eyes a lot to how severe the Spanish flu was because I haven't read a lot about the Spanish flu. Mm. And especially since we're just at the end of a pandemic here ourselves, it was interesting to read what happened during another pandemic that happened a hundred years ago. Hmm. Yeah. To try to compare. The- it's actually where a lot of our lingo that we use for the current pandemic came from. If you go back and like read news articles and stuff. Hmm. Right. And it I- says like social distance. Yeah. And like all those were all that terminology is they huh. pulled it straight out of there. Yeah. And I guess I didn't realize that the Spanish flu, I, I should have realized because of the dates, but I, it never occurred to me that the Spanish flu and World War One happened at the same time. And mm-hmm. more people actually died of the Spanish flu than from the war. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was, a it lot was of them, crazy. a lot of the, the service members brought it back with them. Right. That's yeah. how it ended up. It was a military parade is yeah. what the super spreader event was Jeez. in Philadelphia that, and then everybody. Welcome home. Now you're mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. But this was a good book. It was super sad. So I'm going to say, if you don't like <laughs> emotional books, don't read it. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounds very Ken Follity. Well, I mean, there was no uh, throwing of babies. That's a plus. Nuts. So, or just kidnapping of them instead, or just you know, kidnapping. <laughs> no throwing of the babies, just a little kidnapping. No big deal. To be fair, if she wouldn't have taken that baby, that baby probably would have died because he would have caught it. Maybe. Okay. So things happen. We'll for never know. We'll never know unless we read the book. So again, that's say. called "As Bright as Heaven" by Susan Meisner. Okay, Rachel. I did stray. Um, even Yay. even my brain needs a break every now and then. So I just needed a little bit of a feel-good read with life and other events. So this week I read a book called Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow. Um, here's the cover just for Keith and Megan. Yeah. yeah. Shirtless um, man on the cover. He's Love beautiful. it. Beautiful blonde hair, blue eyes. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, what's his waist size? Uh, Just I would say twenty-seven. <laughs> From the cover, it looks beautiful and six-packy. That's all I need to know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It's about our two main characters are Cole and Cheyenne, and they've been friends since childhood. Um, Cole is a widower and has a nine-year-old daughter in the book, and that's a big sort of center around this and Cheyenne is a kindergarten teacher. So there's a lot of different things that they're talking about. Obviously the the difficulty of Cole being a widower, his wife died in childbirth. And so, you know, his little girl ha- is starting to become old enough to have feelings about that. Of, is it my fault that my mom died? Those kind of things. So he's trying to work things with her and she's very afraid of losing him. Um, He's a police officer, so that's dangerous. And of course she lost her mom. And so her dad and her grandma are really the only people that she has, but her dad is her only parent. Um, And it, it just, I thought the dynamics of the book were really good. 
with it. I don't normally like books that have kids in them, but this one I really did like, especially um, the little girl was kind of a fun, cute little character. I really liked her. So she added kind of a nice fun element. There wasn't a whole lot of drama or crap like that. Um, I thought the book was very well written. It does say on the book that Melanie Harlow is um, a USA Today bestselling author. And I can see why the book was very well written. The story flowed really, really well. Um, and it, it's one of those happily ever after as romances tend to be. Um, but I will say her her build up on certain things and her sex scenes and things like that, they were great. I mean, they really, they were good, which sometimes is hard to do. I think sometimes you can be a little too unrealistic with things or, you know, with stuff, but it was a really, really sweet story. It was exactly what I needed uh, to kind of get out of a slump and just put my head in a good space this week. So again, that was called Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow. And this was one of the books that I got from my Reveal Romance book box. Sweet. Awesome. All right. And I understand about needing the break from the stuff that you read because I've been reading some of the stuff that you sent me. (laughs) And I have to put like two books in between there (laughs) because I read it and then I'm like freaked out that everything, every noise, it's somebody, it's a serial killer coming into my house. I have to remind myself that there's love in the world again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Keith, what do you have? For us. Are you going to romance us up too? Do you have a naked bo- guy on your cover? Too? No, I don't. I'm shirtless guy. Now. Shirtless guy. Sorry. No, I went. I just went naked. You did. Yeah, Vonnie just, just went, went to straight. Like, is he naked? Not yeah. even shirtless. Just straight up naked. I want to. I want to see. You know some what? No, he's not man. naked. It's very sad. Mm, uh, no. But my book is the first in like this big long series, and it's called Rock Chick. But each of the books in the series love to be standalones. Who who's the who's it by? And this is by Kristen Ashley. So this book is about Indy Savage. She's got a kick-ass name. And uh she is like the chief of police's daughter. And her mom dies when she's really young. So her dad and she are kind of like adopted by another family. And the dad also works on the force with her father. So she has this best friend named Allie, who's his kid. And then he has two other sons. One is a cop also, and one is this private investigator. But he's a private investigator, kind of like the guy that got out of the army and special forces. And he doesn't do things quite the right way. Like you get that he's not on the right side of the law exactly, but he gets Mm. the job done kind of thing. So I'll tell you what I loved about this book is that it reminds me so much of Janet Ivanovich's um, Stephanie Plum series. Oh God, I love that series so much. But, and here's the thing, I love it too. I read every single book that comes out, but at this point it's kind of the same. You know I, what I yeah, mean? I, like, I think I only went five or six books in. Oh yeah. I might've gone, like, might gone to 10. But then I, I think we're at 26 now. Yeah, I couldn't do anymore. And you know. That's a lot. But I mean, so so this is kind of in the same vein. Now, Indy is a used bookstore owner, which is really cool. And she owns the kind of bookstore that we all want to have. Like, she doesn't have a mortgage. She owns it outright. And the only way they really make money is they have, like, a little coffee-like place. 
attached to the bookstore. So her bookstore is the kind of place where people just come and they spend the entire day drinking coffee and reading the book. And then the next day they might come back and read more of the book. So she's not like big on them having to buy it. She's just like, oh yeah, read the book in here and leave. It's fine. Um, which I think is just Sounds amazing. like a really bad business plan, but yeah. amazing as a book person. Extremely yeah. bad I'm just thinking plan. that- the bookstore, like, what it if is, they, like, is not the best. On the book and then just yeah. put it back on the- But that's the nice know. thing, is that she doesn't have to care a whole lot because like she doesn't have a mortgage or anything. She owns it outright. And Maybe so, she should rent she the books. This, what's that? Go. Rent the books. She could rent the yeah. books. Well, and she has like the whole used bookstore thing going on. So people will take them and then they'll read them and bring them back and she'll buy them back kind of thing. Mm. But her coffee shop is a huge moneymaker because she has this guy working there. That's all you had to say. (laughs) That's all you had to say. No, 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 no. Okay. I see where you're going. No, he's not like a cute, like muscly dude. He's this like little dude named Rosie and he, he is this coffee god apparently like she steals him from a cut like a big time coffee place a couple of blocks down and gets him to work for her and people come to the store because he just makes this amazing cup of coffee so rosie is very important to the business i mean that might be enough to make him hot it might be (laughs) i would say so if he can make a good hot chocolate Mm, no the it's all about the coffee no (laughs) <laughs> he can get my motor running <laughs> yeah you guys are picturing rosie a lot different than um no i was picturing portrayed, his coffee but... i was pic- picturing his coffee skills you're you're underestimating what turns me on right here right oh, i see well rosie also grows a really mean pot plant <laughs> so he is like the local dealer and they're and it's all above board because this all takes place in Denver, Colorado. Of course. But he like has a really mean pot business. So one day he um is owed some money by a guy and the guy doesn't have money, but he has a bag of diamonds that he's holding for some mob boss. Holy so he God. gives Rosie the diamonds and says, hold on to these and I'll get you the money. That sounds like so a really is- bad idea. Yeah, right? So, and this is how Indy gets involved because Rosie is freaking out because he's got these diamonds. And so they're closing up the shop one day and these guys come and they want the diamonds. And so people just start kind of shooting at them. So it's the same kind of thing where like she is getting herself involved in these weird situations and she just owns a bookstore and um, she's called, they call it rock chick because she like wears old band t-shirts and cowboy boots and belt buckles that are like huge and she has like all the makeup and the big hair i would totally go to that bookstore slash coffee shop i wonder if they're free in denver for our uh, for our event (laughs) right yeah like how do we go shoot them an email (laughs) i know i like really want it to exist like it's in lodo it sounds like really cool she has all the so now she has this issue because people are like shooting at her outside her bookstore so she's been in love with one of the brothers, the PI guy, since like she was five and she's 30 now, but like 10 years ago. So when she was in high school, she was always trying to like 
get with him and like kiss him and stuff and let him know that she was available. And he finally takes her aside one day and is like, dude, I see you as my little sister, like knock it off. So for 10 years, she's like, she's been avoiding him. So now she has to go and ask him for his help. And he, he is hubba 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 the dude like the male alpha dude that's always that's silent and doesn't laugh and is just like the pi that gets stuff done on the wrong side of the law kind of thing so he in this story is who i i picture him as ranger i was gonna say i was just gonna say he's ranger and she has the crazy best friend who is his younger sister and she's like the lulu And they do all this crazy stuff and they're trying to get these diamonds back to the guys who's supposed to have them and everything just goes crazy. So it's very much, it's that kind of fun, but it's way steamier than the Stephanie Stephanie Plum books. And there's no triangle. So it's not like she can't decide between Moretti and Ranger. She's just always about Ranger, which I love. So if you're the kind of person who really loves Janet Ivanovich and that crazy series, this series is just as fun. It has amazing characters. Uh, Lee, the main love interest, has a bunch of guys that work with him. And she has a bunch of employees at the bookstore and a bunch of friends. So each book in the series, it looks like it will deal with a different character and their love interest. So in that way, it kind of keeps it all fresh. So I think there are seven books in the series, but I'm really excited to read the rest of them because, I mean, like I said, sometimes ever sometimes books get kind of formulaic, but this was really fun. Again, it totally reminded me of that crazy kind of, like you've got the really steamy romance, you've got the crazy like, grandma mazer like running around (laughs) trying to do stuff and then you've got the the interfering parents and you've got like and it's a small town community kind of thing in Lodo so like every time she says something everybody within like a 10 block radius knows about it by lunchtime so it was really fun if so if you like those kind of books this one was hysterical I really enjoyed it And again, it is called Rock Chick by Kristen Ashley. So in a weird twist, three of the five of us read romance books this week. (laughs) If Bonnie had read one too, then I would definitely be pissed off at you guys. I mean, there was some romance in my book. (laughs) That's what we're going to do for your your next birthday. We're going to all read romance. There you go. So this one I actually read a while back and I moved things around in the queue and so that's how it ended up today because I was having to like go back and be like, did I talk about that book yet? But I think I talked about it on the call, but I haven't talked about it. I haven't reviewed it because I looked on Instagram. Anyway, I read A Rogue of One's Own by Evie Dunmore. And this mm-hmm. is actually the second book in A League of Extraordinary Women. Uh, I have not read the first one because this is the one that came up first. <laughs> so I read it. Um, I didn't feel like I needed to read the first one. So that's why it's getting reviewed. So we have our two main characters, um, Lady Lucy and Lord Ballantyne, who is also named Tristan. And Lucy is a, so we're set in like Victorian 
not uh, kind of Victorian. I don't know exact year, but um, it's suffragette time in England. So kind of, I don't know what era that would be. It felt very Bridgerton-y, so around that era. I think Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins era. And Lucy and her other suffragettes have acquired enough money to buy a publishing house. And they went to buy one of London's major publishing houses and basically use it to force Parliament to pass the suffragettes legislation because they're going to publish stuff in like sneaky ways that the housewives will be able to read it. But the men reading it would think it's just like household cleaning tips. Like there'll be like secret messages in the articles. So she's going to buy this publishing house and her arch enemy from childhood, Lord Tristan Ballantyne decides that he's going to be a pain in the ass. So he also buys into the publishing house. So they're equal owners in this publishing house. And he doesn't really know her plan. And he's just in there mucking it up, basically. And she's trying to beg him to sell his part to her so that she'll be full owner of this publishing house. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll sell my parts to yours. But there's a condition. And she's like, what? You have to sleep with me for one night. Like one night stand it up. And Did she, they do that in Victorian times? Oh, I yeah, look at the Bridgerton boys. They were sleeping all over the place. Uh, they are rakes. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, girl. So I was reading this and I was like, I'm waiting for them to throw in the, 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 the call him a rake. And like in chapter three, the rake extraordinaire. I was like, there it is. And I was so excited because it gave me Bridgerton vibes and I was here for it. So yes, he is definitely a rake uh, in the era. And he really does like her. And you know that pretty early on, that he really likes her. She is in denial and is like, I don't like him. He's a rake and he's a pain in my ass. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, Lucy, whatever you say. So the whole story goes with them kind of, are they, aren't they, will they, won't they, back and forth. And it's just a such, it's, it's a romance, but and it's historical romance. It was so much fun. If you like the Bridgerton show or the Bridgerton books, you will probably really enjoy the this book as well. Yeah, I can't say too much because I don't want to give it away. Uh, and that is A Rogue of One's Own by Evie Dunmore. And that's the second book in the League of Extraordinary Women. Awesome. I feel like it's kind of not fair because, you know, I was out doing my job all day and I didn't get even a chance to eat lunch. And I come home and I get hit in the chops with three romance books <laughs> in a fucking row. Maybe it's a good thing you didn't eat. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if we hadn't gotten all out of order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Weeks ago when I moved yeah, stuff yeah, around, yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. been on a different book. But <laughs> yeah. it was bad enough. Romance I couldn't taking over the podcast. Don't yeah. worry. I don't have a romance for next week. Come on. That's good. Yeah. No, it's fine. I am going to space. Woo. <laughs> As far away from you people as I can get. <laughs> Whatever. You love us. Don't yeah. worry. We'll stock your spaceship with plenty of romance. <laughs> well, actually, actually, there's a little romance in <gasps> there's my some space. Love. There's some Well, it's not really romance. It's more like love. But it's really interesting because it's interspecies relationships. Ooh. Ooh, is there sex? No. Well, kind of. Oh. 
Anyway, it's called A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. And I had actually read this book previously and was going to review it. And then I read so many space books in a row that particular time that I, it just sort of got pushed back in the queue and pushed back and pushed back. And then I, I honestly thought I'd reviewed it, but I didn't. So I came back to it. I did not give it five stars, but I really liked it as a, the thing about space books, it, there is a little bit of a, a formulaic component to what they call space opera. And it is, you know, on a spaceship, there's usually some fighting that goes on. There's usually a little bit of inner, inner, um, the conflict happens within the spaceship and without the spaceship and sometimes on the planets. But in this particular case, you're sort of getting to know the crew of the ship. And one of the things that I liked so much about this novel is it really is heavy on gender differences and species differences. And it's very it's a very open and welcoming type story all the way around. There's a crew member who is both genders at the same time. So there's two personality well, two people within that particular character and they go by them and then there is just for time's sake she's sort of a lizard person she has feathers on her head um and she kind of gets involved with one of the humans on board so there's some kind of things going on there and then there's an, a guy on board who's actually in love with the ship's ai so there's all kinds of interesting interpersonal relationships happening within the book. And of course, the conflict of, you know, different species fighting with each other and all that sort of thing at the same time as well. It's not, it's not as full of subplots as I would like. And in the other books that follow, you get a little bit more of that. This one is a lot more relationshipy than I really like to get in my space operas but I did enjoy the visual picture of other species getting it on together it was kind of fun <laughs> you know thinking about now, that that just gives you an overview of what you'll expect during the book there isn't a lot of I mean it it sort of reminds me of it's not really about any one specific thing it's sort of a setup for the beginning, getting to know the people that are on this ship because they're going to be together for a while and it's a series. So if you're interested in this sort of thing, hop on board the spaceship and head out into the galaxy and enjoy yourself a good vacation in space. The series itself is called Wayfarers. And this is the first one in the series. It's called A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. So yours was even kind of romancy. Sort of. I mean, there was a lot of, like, mm -hmm. the explanation of love between an AI and a, you know, a, basically the ship and this dude who's a passenger on there, not a passenger, but a crew member on the ship. So it's kind of a weird mind-bending type 
thingamajig that goes on. And I also found it really interesting that the cold-blooded species... Lizard lady? Lizard lady woman. <laughs> and this other human person get it get together. It was just really interesting. You got to... It got me thinking about all sorts of things that... Like dinosaur porn. Well, no. Well, <laughs> that's where your mind went, Keith. <laughs> it is. That's where your mind went. It, I always wonder when interspecies get together. I'm like, how's that work? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of the mechanics and explanation of that. It was more... I don't think they even went into detail when they finally fell into bed together. In fact, I'm pretty sure they didn't. It sort of got glossed over in this one, but... And this is actually the second time I read it. And I think I might have liked it better the second time. The first time I read it, I, I was a little creeped out by all of the... Romance. There was no... It was just so different. There wasn't anything to grasp onto. Because the pronoun thing was so hyper... There was so much focus on the differences of the crew members that it was real, kind of hard to wrap your head around at first. Especially if you're listening to an audiobook, you don't get the opportunity to digest it in the same way. Sort of like standing in the room, being a part of a conversation that you're not really quite sure what the hell they're talking about. Um, and that's even doubly true when they're describing a whole nother species to you. So you're having to picture that and then the way they all interact with one, uh, one another. So anyway. Cool. Awesome. Now, I don't know if Megan can really sleep at night now that that beeping is gone. I think maybe we need to give her some more. <laughs> we had to go leave a smoke detector. It was just out of its batteries on Megan's porch. No, but see, I couldn't hear it in the back of the house. I could oh. only hear it when I was like outside. But yeah, here's an idea. Change your fucking smoke detector batteries when the time changes <laughs> like normal people. And then you won't have to make me want to kill you. Do normal people do that? You're supposed to. I mean, I know they say to. I, I have not, but I, I, I do know that you're supposed to. Ours doesn't work that way. It's part of the... It's tied into yes. the tar part of the, the system. The whole time she was saying that, I'm thinking of that episode of Friends where it's like a part of the apartment and Phoebe is just hammering it and uh -huh. trying to put it down like the trash compactor. And the, the firemen do show up <laughs> at her house. Well, That's I, why I was like, dude, the firemen that show up at her apartment are pretty hot. Maybe you should have uh, called yeah, them. Yeah, Megan, maybe you should have just called and said, "My, I, I hear the smoke detector going off. There must be a fire. <laughs> should have. Save me. Oh, I should have. Save me, save me. But it wasn't going off. It was just dead battery peeping. Okay, Megan. Hey, I, hear I what we're worked saying. With that. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, hopefully, yeah, we'll see. Because it does make me homicidal. Everybody <laughs> wants firemen to show up. You know, up I did. House, you know but... what we do think about? I I was th read somewhere that you know how when you're a kid, like they drill into your head, if you're ever on fire, stop, drop, and roll. Did we all not think that like being on fire was going to be like a way more common occurrence than it actually I is? Actually, did I actually wondered um, how many times I've needed that skill? You kind of wondered if you were ever going to just spontaneously yeah. combust. I mean, like, think about it when really you were just a dance step they wanted right. us to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, maybe, drop, and roll. Maybe that's why. Uh, <laughs> what was that one? Uh, the oh, Macarena. Macarena. That's why the Macarena got so popular. Is everybody needed an escape from the stop, drop, and roll dance that we were doing in <laughs> that high school. We were, that we were taught as we kids. Taught but like, like how often? How often when you were little? They're like, "What do you do if you catch on fire?" And you're like, "Stop, drop, and roll." But never. Dude, have you guys seen Smokey the Bear lately? 
do you remember when he used to be a bear and not like and not an like, attempt at a sex symbol? Yeah, it's disgusting. What? Yeah, so like, what? holy what? wow! Did they change him? Smokey, Smokey the, the bear, bear like Yogi. Smokey the bear has abs now. Maybe he... why did they give Smokey the bear abs? Maybe he got fit in quarantine. You know, he's been fighting so many freaking fires because people can't put their campfires out. Yeah, that but, he got abs. I mean, uh, but bears don't. Yeah, have Smokey abs. the bear's too hairy for me. It would probably be weird if he shaved his chest, though, because then he'd have all that hair on his face. Well, the chest would, like might this. be okay, but shave his back. Oh, my God. Back hair is gross. <laughs> I can't believe we're having a conversation about the hairiness of a bear. I mean, he a wears bear. pants. Have he you does. seen him, though? Fuzzy Wuzzy uh, was, was a bear. bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no, no hair. Fuzzy, fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't very fuzzy. Fuzzy Wuzzy. Wuzzy. Yeah, I wouldn't let Fuzzy Wuzzy do the kind of stuff to me that I might let Smokey do. I don't even see a new Smokey <laughs> oh the Bear. God, what? Dinosaurs and people are doing it? You've got your lizard lady and a dude doing it? Somebody's got an AI girlfriend. Yeah, but I can't bears, have a bear boyfriend? Bears kind of have claws, and I'm okay with scratching up somebody's back, but I don't know if I want them scratching mine up. <laughs> I think your back is going to be the least of your worries. Could you imagine Smokey the Bear sitting at poolside, drinking a a, a honey margarita in his little speedo, in his speedo, saying, "This is life, baby." No, he would say, "Son and his newfound ass." Hey, sweet cheeks, bring me another beer. No, oh. Smokey the Bear is. Smokey the Bear would not be no. a member of the patriarchy. He is not a member yeah, of the Yeah, but I'm not thinking of Smokey the Bear. I'm thinking of Smokey the Bear with abs. That's a whole other well, Smokey, animal. Smokey the Air with Bear with abs would not drink a beer. He would drink something sweet or fruity because he's a bear. He, he'd drink a honey something. I agree with Bonnie on this. He'd have him. Yeah, but he's also a man. Like, he's like a... A man bear, so yeah. he'd be like, yeah, as a man. He can't bear. drink some fruity like pina colada. Listen, my son is pretty hairy, and he likes fruity drinks, so I think that's okay. So what you're saying is you're, he's oh. metro, he's metro, he's park bear, he's metro, and that means Bonnie may have had an. <gasps> Were you getting it on with Smokey? <laughs> I was trying to start my own force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew I'd get to a good ending. <laughs> And on that note, that's going to do Three Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.